G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If I were to ask you, do you want to be free? I'm sure that without a shadow of a doubt, your answer would be a resounding, unequivocal yes. That's no surprise. But have you ever asked yourself exactly what this freedom looks like? I mean, really, what is it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as today we take a look at your freedom from a different perspective. Freedom is a big deal. I grew up during the Cold War at a time when the threat of communist dictatorship loomed large as a threat across the globe, or at least that's how it appeared to most of us. And and still today, there are totalitarian regimes where people aren't free to say what they think or do what they please within the reasonable bounds of a just law. I remember some years ago, I was in a place, a country in Asia, that on the surface of things seemed to be a peaceable, lovely place to live. I was doing some IT consulting work for a large, well-known organisation. Late one Saturday evening, when a few of us were still at the office getting some work done that had to go out as quickly as possible, we sat down to have a bite of dinner. And I was chatting with one of the young men whom I'd come to know reasonably well over the preceding few weeks. And I was telling him what a lovely country I thought this was. As I did, a dark look came over his face. He His eyes darted around to make sure that no one else was within earshot. He lowered his voice and he said, well, well, yeah, it is on the surface, but you understand that we're not free to say what we think. If I criticised the government in any way, I would probably go to prison. It's a terrible thing, he said, when you can't say what you think. Up until that point in my life, I never even thought about it, because I have, all my life, lived in a country where we have complete freedom of speech and action and religion within, as I said, the reasonable bounds of a just law. And yet the more I thought about it, the more I realised how terrible it must be simply not to be able to have one of those basic freedoms, the tension and the oppression that a person must feel when they simply aren't allowed to speak their mind. My dictionary tells me that freedom is the power or the right to act, speak or think as you want, the freedom of choice, the absence of subjection to a foreign domination or a despotic government, the power of self-determination, all that sort of thing. To a degree, that definition hits the mark, and yet to an even greater degree, I think it completely misses the mark. Why do I say that? Because the dictionary definition of freedom, the common definition, assumes that freedom means to be free from something out there somewhere. Whereas the most common slavery that we all experience is the slavery to the evil that lies within. Don't believe me? Ask anybody who's ever been addicted to something. Ask anybody who's ever suffered because of their selfishness or their anger or their dishonesty. Ask anybody whose marriage has ever failed because they were unfaithful. Yes, surely the greatest tyrant of all lies within, and God calls it sin. Now, conventional wisdom has it that we are masters of ourselves, that we can determine how we think and act and feel and react and behave. The Bible, on the other hand, God's word maintains that we are all slaves to sin until God sets us free. 
It's a view that's 180 degrees diametrically opposed to conventional wisdom in this world. In the course of the story of Israel's redemption from slavery in Babylon that we've been looking at and exploring together over these past few weeks through the book of Isaiah, chapter 43 and 44, it's really interesting that God isn't just about setting them free from their captors, the Babylonians, who would enslave them in a physical sense. God's also in the business of setting them free from their sin, which led to their physical enslavement and which has enslaved them in a spiritual and emotional sense as they live out its consequences. Have a listen to this. Isaiah chapter 44, verses 21 and 22. Remember these things, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I formed you, you are my servant. O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. I have swept away your transgressions like a cloud, and your sins like a mist return to me, for I have redeemed you. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because you and I know that the most powerful slavery of all is our slavery to sin, our addiction to some behaviour based on a destructive attitude or thought pattern that try as we might, we cannot, simply cannot, rid ourselves of. It is every bit as powerful as a heroin addiction, this slavery that each one of us has to our sin. And God comes along and says, just look at the powerful picture language here, he says that he swept away our transgressions like a cloud, and your sins are like a mist, for he has redeemed you. Past tense, done deal, end of story. Again, centuries later, the Apostle Paul puts it this way, writing to his friends in Galatia, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. It seems a strange saying. For freedom, Christ has set us free. It's a tautology in grammatical terms. And yet it's a powerful statement of the whole purpose of Jesus coming to this earth. The whole purpose of his sacrifice on the cross. The whole purpose of his being raised up from the dead. The whole purpose of God's grace is to set you free. Did you hear that? The whole purpose of God's grace is to set you free. For freedom Christ has set you free so that you can be free indeed. How ridiculous is it for us to go looking for freedom in the idols of this world which only lead to slavery and destruction? How ridiculous is it to look for freedom in the works of our hands which only lead to enslavement to our own dead works? The only place where we find true freedom, freedom that exists even amidst the most oppressive regime, is in Jesus Christ. And inner freedom that is so free that there is no condemnation, no guilt, no limit, no boundary. A place where we can soar like an eagle, though a storm may rage around us. The whole point of grace is to set you free. That's the grace transformation. It's freedom. Just a few verses on in chapter 5 of the book of Galatians. Paul writes that we have all been called to freedom. So don't use your freedom for an opportunity for gratifying your desires, but use it to serve one another in love. That's verse 13 of Galatians chapter 5. Imagine a church, imagine a world even, where people, instead of always being out to get what they want, turn their whole lives around to help others to get what they need. Just imagine such a church. Just imagine such a world. 
How different would things be if people truly were free to live that way? Well, my friend, that freedom isn't something that you and I can conjure up in our lives. It's not something that we can make happen in us. It's not something that we can work harder to make happen. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit, the very power of God that dwells in each one of us who believe in Jesus Christ, that it will ever happen. And that freedom is available to each one of us here and now. Father God, we know that we're sinners saved only by grace by your grace, your free, unmerited favour through Jesus Christ. And we believe, each one of us, that you mean to bring an amazing grace transformation about in our lives. Lord God, we confess to you today how desperately we need that. And we pray that you would bring this grace transformation to pass in our lives for every day that we have left on this earth, so that when we come to you on that day, we'll be ready, ready to live eternity in the presence of your glory. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. And may the amazing grace of God lift you out of the pit of your sin and raise you up to be all he meant you to be. Life can be hard work some days. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you'd like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my e-book, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.